Father, we thank you for coming to us. Thank you for sending your son, Jesus. Thank you for dying on our place, Lord, in our place, Lord Jesus. Thank you for sending your spirit to empower us until your work is done. Thank you, Lord Jesus, because you are coming again. Thank you because you are coming back for us. We give you praise and glory, Lord. Honor and glory we give unto you, Lord. Honor and glory we give unto you. Jesus, amazing name, we are praying. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. God bless you. You may be seated. Good evening, everybody. Say good evening to your neighbor with a smile. If they are not smiling, greet another person. Good evening. Um, today is part 12 of our series, um, Biblical Bad Babes. Now, we are concluding with Eve, the mother of them all. Eve, the mother of them all, the mother of all the bad babes today. <clears throat> if you are joining us for the first time at Tribe, um, we welcome you to, to church. Um, and um, we usually would have Bible study format, which is we, we fill in the blanks. And we provided notes and um, spaces that you can um, <laughs> put in notes in here as you go along. Praise the name of the Lord. In part one of the series, we explained that um, when we looked at Rahab, we explained that with God, it is not who you were that matters. It is who you are becoming that, that, that is important. With God, it's not where you have been. It's where you are going. It's where you are going. Where you are going with God is more important than where you have been. Praise the name of the Lord. In part two, we looked at Mrs. Lot and her daughters. And we learned that with God, your focus is more important than your current direction. Where your eyes are looking is more important than where your legs are going because your leg will eventually go to where your eyes are, are looking. And in part three, we looked at the story of Jezebel. And Sister Jezebel, with Sister Jezebel, we, we saw that the state of your heart determines the actions that you take and your decisions show us your heart, good or evil. So when people do horrible things, and they say, oh, pastor, uh, God sees my heart, have a good heart. <laughs> no, because out of the abundance of your heart, your life has flown out, you know. You can ask for God to change that heart, and he will. Praise the name of the Lord. In part four, we looked at Sapphira. 
Sapphira, with Sapphira, we learned that no matter how deceitful a heart is, it cannot deceive the Holy Spirit. And, and every time an individual goes against God, that person loses. Every time. Every time. And that is so profound because sometimes we, 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 we push the envelopes and we, we, we test ourselves. In part five, we looked at the story of Delilah. And with Delilah, we learned that you are only as vulnerable as the secret that you share. No one can destroy you without first uncovering your secrets and using it against you. And we saw the power of, of keeping um, your mouth shut. Or better still, not sleeping on the last laps. Praise the name of the Lord. <clears throat> In part six, we looked at the story of the woman by the well. And we explained that our deepest longings and thirst can only be satisfied by the living waters that only Christ Jesus can give. And in part six, we saw the, this, the woman that was a serial um, wife, if you will. She married five husbands, you know. She was on a mission to fill a void in her lives, and she thought men could fill it. So she married the first guy, and the vacuum was still there. So she said, she pushed him out, she married the second guy, and the third guy, and the fourth guy, and the fifth guy, until she met Jesus, who would have been the sixth guy she would have married. Really, if Jesus was interested. Okay, I, I, I know you, there's no time to unpack that, but if you follow that story, you will know that she liked Jesus. Number, we did this story together, didn't we? Number seven. In part seven, we, we learned that the slickest lipstick in the world cannot conquer a determined lips and a pure heart. That was the story of Joseph. Unlike Samson, Joseph was focused. In part eight, we learned that um, in the story of the immoral woman, the Bible called her an immoral woman, we learned that this um, worship, that we should worship Jesus with reckless abandon. Why? Because when it's all said and done, your relationship with Jesus is all that matters. When it's all said and done, it is your relationship with Jesus that matters. When this life is over, when you stand before God, nobody's going to ask you who your father is, who your mother is. Nobody's going to ask you how much you had in your bank account, what kind of house you lived in, who you knew on earth. The only thing that will matter is who is Jesus to you while you were on earth. Praise the name of the Lord. In part nine, in the woman caught in adultery, in the act of adultery, we, we learned that, that the grace that saves you but does not change you is, is, is suspect, is, is counterfeit, is, is fake. If the grace that, change, that saves you, if, if the grace of God saves you, the grace of God is potent enough to change you. Praise the name of the Lord. And in, the, in part 10... We learned that in the story of Michal, that I will rejoice before the Lord no matter who agrees or disagrees with me. That was the story of David. David 
worshipped God. He was, became a fool before God. He danced like an idiot. And his wife called him so, in not so many words, you know. And, and David says, I will yet dance before God. You think I'm an idiot? You're about to see a super idiot. Because it is before God, not before you. Praise the name of the Lord. Last week, we looked at the story of Tamar. Tamar, the no-nonsense babe. You remember that story? And we saw that God is a God of monumental grace and justice. I mean, the way God mixes the two together is unbelievable. God is a God of monumental grace, huge grace, and justice at the same time. You know, and that story unveils that um, to us. Today, in the story of Eve, the mother of all the bad babes, the mother of them all, in the story of Eve, the girl in the garden, we will learn that our greatest security is in trusting God. Even when we do not understand it, our greatest security is in what? Trusting God. So you're feeling the blank, you're feeling trust in there. Our greatest security is in trusting God even when we do not understand. The Bible study has um, three sections. The first section is the open section. The open section, we try to break the ice with, with a question that should cut across everybody. Then the second section is the study section, which we, did, we delve deep into the study. And the third section is the commit section, is the action section, which is after we've heard the word, we have to do something about it. So in the open section, the question there is, can you think of a time you physically try to cover up evidence of your sin? Was it effective? Why or why not? Now, in, in God's favorite house, I try, we are open, we are vulnerable, we are sincere, there are no masks and all that. So I'm going to start with my own story of a similar um, <laughs> um, case where I, I physically try to cover up my, my sins and hide the evidence while you think of, of, of yours. Long time ago, um, I, I, I must have been a teenager at the time. We usually would rotate housework at home. Someone would wash the plates. This week, somebody would um, sweep the house. You know how it goes, right? Good. So whenever it's my turn to wash the plates, I always wanted to. I, I had a good intention to wash the plates. But there's always football going on. My neighbor would tell me, oh, let's go and play soccer. And, you know, I'm like, okay, I'll look at the time. Mom, mom's just going to come at this time. I will be back at this time. I will wash all these plates before she comes. No problem. So I go and play soccer. You know how the story goes. <laughs> just one more set. Just one more set. Just one more set. It's time to go. I'm running home. I'm getting in. My mom is driving in. If she sees that plate, I'm dead. As in, maybe close to dead. <laughs> so what I did, I would pack all the plates, I would take it to the BQ and 
hide it in one corner in the big queue. I clean the sink and everything is shining. Now, 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 now. I meant to wash the plates tomorrow. Then tomorrow the same thing happens. I kid you not. Then it's my time to sweep. Then it's my time to wash the plates again. Then the same thing happened. And we kept bringing out new plates. New plates. You know, we had this, you know, plates, stacks of plates that are, you know, in the store. Until the plates in the store finished. Then my mom said, wait a minute. My, my brothers, they knew what I was doing, but nobody could talk. You know, that's the story for another day. And research went on, and they discovered a heap of plates, moldy, stinking. I didn't know how I survived that beating. So there was I, trying to cover my sins, trying to hide away everything, but it only left me with a pile of junk, and I had to wash everything in one sitting. Okay, you've heard mine. <laughs> Anybody has tried to cover up stuff too? Who wants to go? I've tried to cover up stuff. Yes, there's a hand there. Good evening, sir. Good evening, ma. My was when I was very young. Right. I love playing this game, tente. They call it tente. <laughs> then, uh, then we don't have water in our community then. My mother would say, Elizabeth, I would say, Ma, go and fetch water. I said, okay, mommy, I'll take my bucket, I'll go to the tap, I'll line up. Then there is a long queue. We will line up, I'll just forgo what my mother have just sent me. I'll just go meet some of my friends who will be playing this tente. Tente, pam, 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 pam. <laughs> <laughs> I'll play it and play it and play it. The whole people there, they will fetch that water. My bucket will be thrown away. Ah. I'll just get there and say, egg by me. I'll quickly fetch the water and go home. My mother would not know this day. Hmm. When God wants to reveal <laughs> what I've been doing, I went to the tap. My mother says, ah, ah, Could people be on this queue till three, four hours? And Elizabeth is not at home. He said, today I'm going to cut her. So she now came. Ah, the bucket was left at the tail back. And I was playing ten, ten, bang, 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 bang. Eh? She now came. She fetched the water. She took the pail and the water away. When I finished playing, and I came by, hey, who took my bucket? <laughs> who took my bucket? <laughs> and I ran home. Hey, right. my mommy said, today you will die. <laughs> today, not today. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> So, I mean, and I'm sure we all have a lot of stories. You know, covering up sin usually doesn't end well. It, it usually doesn't end well. Neither does it end well domestically. Neither will it end well in our lives. Anyone that covers the sins, the Bible says, will not, will not prosper eventually. And he that confesses and forsakes will have mercy. Genesis chapter 3, from verse 1 to 13. Genesis 3, 1 to 13. The serpent 
was the shrewdest of all the wild animals the Lord God had made. One day, he asked the woman, did God really say you must not eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden? Of course, we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, the woman replied. It's only the fruit in the tree in the middle of the garden that we are not allowed to eat. God said, you must not eat it nor even touch it. If you do, you will die. You won't die, the serpent replied to the woman. God knows that your eyes will be opened as soon as you eat it. You will be like God, knowing both good and evil. The woman was convinced. She saw that the tree was beautiful and its fruit looked delicious. And she wanted the wisdom it would give her. So she took some of the fruit and ate it. Then she gave some to her husband who was with her. And he ate it too. Everybody say, and he ate it too. You know, I struggled with unforgiveness with Adam. If he hadn't eaten that food, I said, Lord, okay, I forgive Adam. Well, you, you are forgiving people that have offended you. You know who I'm, who I'm forgiving? I'm forgiving Adam. Why did you, what kind of foolish man are you? And he ate it too and put all of us in trouble. At that moment, their eyes were opened. And they suddenly felt shame at their nakedness. So they sewed thick leaves together to cover themselves. When the cool of evening breeze were blowing, the man and his wife heard the Lord God walking about in the garden. So they hid from the Lord among the trees. Then the Lord God called to the man, where are you? He replied, I heard you walking in the garden, so I hid. I was afraid because I was naked. Who told you you were naked? The Lord God asked, have you eaten of the tree? Whose fruit I commanded you not to eat? The man replied, it was the woman you gave me. He was able to eat the fruit, but he was not able to take the responsibility. Who gave me the fruit and I ate it. Then the Lord God asked the woman, what have you done? The serpent deceived me, the woman replied. That's why I ate it. Lord bless the reading and the understanding of his words in Jesus' name. Now, the single fruit of Eve contained all the things our daughters, the biblical bad babes, struggled with. Everything. From Delilah to Jezebel to Lot's wife to Sapphira to everything in that one fruit. Their mother ate everything together. Now, of course, that, 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 is, um, that is an amazing even teaching that, that by itself. But I want to stay on track. In that fruit was the challenge that Tamar faced. In that fruit was the challenge 
that Jezebel faced. In that fruit was the challenge that Mrs. Potiphar faced. In that fruit was the challenge that they all faced. And, and the Bible says to us that the fruit was, was, was good to look upon, was a fruit that would give one wisdom and make one wise. And, and we, we've, we've, we've explained here before that, that those three things meant the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, delicious, the pride of life. And we explained that if we were to zoom in on the specific areas, because when we say the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, they may sound very big, you know, the, the grammar may be big. But if we were to drill it down to what does this really mean to us, the lust of the eyes, we satisfy the lust of the eyes with money. The strongest cause of the problem of the lust of the flesh is sex. And the pride of life is fulfilled largely with power, hunger for power. So we did a whole series on money, sex, and power. Remember? So, I kind of analyzed the whole 12 biblical bad babes. And I, also, I wanted to understand what's the distribution, what is the distribution of what, how, how much money issue did these babes have? How much um, power issues? How much sex issues? And I was surprised. Can we put up the chart? 50% of the issues of the women we studied, which were Old Testament, New Testament, distributed. There were no bad babes in the Bible that we didn't look at. They were randomly selected. They were specifically chosen was sex. 31% was money. 19% was power. Now, do we have uh, analysts here who can interpret these findings? What does this tell us? If I were to guess, before I, when I started, I mean, doing this, my thought was money would be the, the biggest. Then power and um, sex would be the same. Maybe 5%, 5%, then 90% money. Because I thought uh, women and money will be removed, as they say, but which is not always true. So who can help us with this? What does this tell us? Why are we so quiet? Okay, I'm going to volunteer you. Since you have decided to volunteer yourself. Who, what does this tell us? Um... It's not necessarily bad. So why are we looking so sober? <laughs> Who wants to go? Okay, this is what we're going to do. I just closed my eyes and... Okay, is it? Is, is, is it I'll close my eyes and I'll point in the direction. Yes. Praise God. Hallelujah. Um, with the chart, I, I realized that uh, it interprets the fact that 
majority of the challenge is on uh, the lust of the flesh. It's the lust of the flesh. Lust of the flesh. Absolutely. And uh, the other one, the the forgotten what you call it, the money, mm. because lust of the eyes. The lust of the eyes. Yeah. Because of course, the babes need the money to look good. Brazilia with one and the rest. And their oh. accessories. I didn't get that. Did they what? I said the babes need money to look good. Uh, oh, okay. And change their hairs, okay. their accessories, and the rest. Okay, yeah. okay. They don't do Jericho's anymore. And of course, <laughs> power. Power. Yep. yep. Okay. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you for that. Uh, and I said, anybody else, what, what does this mean? Did your hand go up? No, it was by chance. Okay. Anybody else? Okay, yes, sir. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. If you have a girlfriend. Pardon me? <clears throat> I said if you have a girlfriend. Right. And she comes to your house the very first day. Right. And she looks at you. Ah, this one. If I even ask him for money, does he even have money to give me? But there's another girl, there's some um, girls and boys that goes out. When he sees the girl, the girl sees the boys, he drives a flashy car. Ah, he said, this one, if I hold up, we see trouble. And the very day, the girl goes to the boy's house and asks the boy, I need 15,000 naira just to do my hair. And the boy tells him he does not have money. The girl said, this one, you are so poor. You are so rich. You are so poor. Then most of the girls, sorry to say, the very first day they know you, they will ask for sex. And the day you don't have love, make love with them, they will say, this one is not man enough to be my husband. And those are not saved. They are not saved. They are not saved. They are not saved. saved. The saved girls don't do that. No. Do I get excuse an amen? Excuse, excuse me, sir. Sorry to say. Hey. Sorry to say. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry to say. There are, some girls, there are some girls in my area, in uh, Dolphin, I mean... Um, they, there are some girls they in are saved. They are not safe. Oh, they, well, are they are not safe. Okay. Even the uh, what else do you expect now? Okay, okay. Thank you, sir. Let's let's start for him for his contribution. That, that is good. That's good. That's good. But I mean, basically, okay. Let me. We take one more and, and we go. Praise God. Hallelujah. Um, to me, um, what it means is that um, a woman is more likely to fall prey to anything that has to do to do with lust of the flesh right. than any other thing. Right. And um, lust of the flesh means um, equate sex here. Right. Then for the eyes, the next, in it, the next one is money. Right. And that um, actually agrees with um, a research done and, um, that says that a woman is more likely to be moved by what they um, hear Right. Than what they see. Right. Oh, okay. Absolutely. So and, that is actually um, in line with that research. In line with okay. that. And okay. another thing is the enemy of the of of the flesh. Sorry, the, the enemy of the Holy Spirit. You know, is um, is the flesh. Is the flesh. Absolutely. So that um, I agree with that. The Holy Spirit. How do we walk in line with the Holy Spirit? Is what we hear. You Absolutely. know, when we hear the Holy Spirit talk to us, and Absolutely. we move in line with I'll, what I'll, the Holy I'll, Spirit. I guess what she's saying. Absolutely. Thank you. Let's let's clap for that. That is, you know, because I was a little bothered when I saw that because I didn't, I couldn't, it didn't add up to. I would have put money first, but 
you know, the, the facts don't lie. Let's dive into the question. Question number one. Pleasing to the eyes is not the same as pleasing to God. What examples of things that may be pleasing to the eyes, but not necessarily pleasing to God? Who wants to help us? Well, give, give me an example of, of, of a thing or, or two that are pleasing to the eyes, but not necessarily pleasing to God. Anybody? Is there a hand there? Um, what, um, okay, um, let's, Ruth is going to tell us, praise the Lord, <laughs> good evening church, good evening. I was just telling her now, you just called my name, <laughs> Uh, okay, the way we look at dressing, right? You might wear something, and to you, my I, I I think I look good, right? But it might not be pleasing to God. Like right. we always say, many, right? And uh, the things we say, right, might not be pleasing to God, might be pleasing to right. you. What we listen to, also, right? Uh, those are the things I think. I think three okay. things. Thank you very much. Question number two. Um, let's read Isaiah forty twenty. 5 to 26, it says, To whom will you compare me? This is God speaking. Who is my equal? Asks the Holy One. Look up into the heavens. Who created all the stars? He brings them out like an army, one after another, calling each by its name. Because of his great power, an incomparable strength, not a single one is missing. Now, this is huge. God has made it clear that he has no equal. No one shares his lofty thoughts. Yet, we try to play God from time to time. We try to control people. Perhaps, being, for some people, it's being private to insider information gives you a false sense of control. How do we relate with Eve on this desire to be like God? Because that was what the serpent sold to her. You, when you eat this, you will be like God. Who wants to help us? These particular questions actually require you to think. So I'll give some time for thinking. Okay? Is the hand in front? Please keep the hands up. So thank you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'll share a story a lady um, shared with me. She works in an office and um, she's very close to the managing director of that organization. And so she's the one that sifts through his, his um, meetings and who, who gets to see him. Right. And so she had, she had like maybe an outing with someone. She, she has an assistant who works in the office. So she had an outing with someone and she was like, oh, I think my boss needs to see you. Please come to my office and I'll you know, set up the meeting. But the person she met 
the, her own assistant did not like this person or did not feel this person deserved to see the managing director. And right. when the lady came, she never told her own boss, which was the MD's assistant, that the lady was waiting. So on the set day, she waited and waited for this lady to come and the lady left. She called and was like, ah, why are you not in my office? I plan to set up the meeting. And she was like, oh, I was in your office, but your assistant <laughs> sent me away because uh, that, uh, one, that one, you know, felt, oh, I, I, I know who the MD should see. Right. This lady does not qualify. So sometimes when we have, when we work with people who we have certain information about what they do or their right. schedule, we tend to take responsibilities that are not our own Absolutely. and act out things that may or may not work in our favor. Absolutely. Hallelujah. Okay, that's a, a classic example of, of um, being a control freak. Yes. The hand at the back. Okay. The hand at the CMM stand. Um, I think it's um, uh, something that has to do with one's free will. Uh, the desire to be in control and not be helpless. Uh, it's something that the devil did too, that, that Satan did too, that he rebelled against God and wanted to be in control. Sometimes, uh, to me, I think it's a helpless, a feeling of helplessness to not be in control of what happens to you. Absolutely. So I, I, I relate with Eve in, 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 in it that she wanted to like, ah, why does somebody determine what happens to me? Let Absolutely. me also know what is going on. Let me be in control of what so happens to me. So you also eat the fruit. You know, that, that, that is a challenge, you know. They, so to submit to God and trust God, even when we don't understand. Why would I trust God? When, if I can't, if I can't, if I can't be God myself, why, you know, but you see, there, there are stages in life that God will just need you to trust him. And you can't survive if you don't trust him, you know. You know that popular song, trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy with Jesus, but to trust and obey. So thank you very much for that. Question number three, read Genesis 3, 1 to 5. Hopefully that will come up on the screen. It says, the serpent was the shrewdest of all the wild animals the Lord had made. One day he asked the woman, did God really say you must not eat of the fruit from any of the trees in the garden, of course we may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden. The woman replied, it's only the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden that we are not allowed to eat. You must not eat it or even touch it. If you do, you will die. You won't die, the serpent replied. God knows that your eyes will be opened as soon as you eat it and you will be like God knowing both good and evil. So, what was Eve's first two mistakes here? Who wants to help us? Yes, Ma. Um, oh, their hands there. Finally, the choir is alive. Okay, so give her, give her the mic. Yeah. Anybody? Praise, yeah. Go praise ahead. God. Hallelujah. Um, evil communication corrupts good manners. Eve shouldn't have uh, associated with serpent. Thank you. Getting into this, this is a discussion with the serpent on what God had said or had not said. <laughs> I mean, it should, 
you should not even, you should, there are certain people that you should never open up discussion with on what God has said to you or what God has not said or they will just mess it up, you know. So that is first mistake, yeah. Okay, um, she did listen and obeyed the serpent. Okay, so yes, that's the first um, mistake. Yes. So second one. Give, listened and uh, then she obeyed. Uh, it's yeah. one. <laughs> Can you give her the mic? Give your partner the mic. Yeah, thank you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, what I think is, so I had to go back to Genesis chapter 2. And I saw that what she said was not what God said. Absolutely. So she said that God said we should not eat it. We should not even touch it. Absolutely. But so God she, did not say that. Absolutely. So, so she, she should have waited for the horse. Right. Being Adam. Right. To say what God has said. Because she wasn't there when God said it. Right. So she just overstated and exaggerated what God right. had said. So the second thing was she exaggerated God's word. She put some... You know, and you know, and you know, and you know, Psalm 30, verse 5 and 6. I know it's not in my notes, but if you can put it up, it will help. Psalm 30, verses 5 and 6. It says that don't add to his word, lest he reprove you. Don't remove from it, don't add to it. Okay, question number four. Thank you. Those are the two first errors from those um, passages of scripture that we read. Question number four, have you ever had any of the two challenges above in question three? In other words, have you had a challenge where you were arguing about salvation, for instance, with someone that is, not, is almost the devil's incarnate, <laughs> you know, and he just tried to confuse you and hack it down? Or have you had a situation where you've exaggerated God's word. And how did that go? Who wants to share? Okay. Yes, sir. Praise the Lord. I think... In, um, in terms of getting into a conversation with the serpent, mm. I think it also means, you know, getting into that sphere of influence where right. you're able to start hearing. Or, so for me, uh, I love watching movies a lot. Right. And uh, yes, a couple of, some years back, there were some movies I started watching and, you know, they have a way, Hollywood, very glamorous, very nice, very, right. and before you know it, they're introducing uh, ideas right. that are quite contrary to God's word. Right. And you find out that, oh, you know, once a movie gets into your head and you're thinking about it, before you know it, you just realize, oh, come on, hold on. You know, you catch yourself thinking, why am I thinking along this line that is quite contrary to God's word? I mean, things that question the deity of Christ, uh, things that question your salvation. Absolutely. And I found myself, again, it was only when I went back, you know, I now remind myself about the word of God, uh, and I now realize that, come to think of it, others who maybe don't know, who, haven't, who, who don't have that um, understanding of the word, so to speak. Foundation. Or that foundation, you would see that and easily just get carried away. And before you know it, you are talking things that are quite contrary to what God says. Absolutely. That, that, that's, so, that's, so, that's so profound. You know, we open ourselves up and, and before you know it, you're enjoying a good, I mean, movie, good quote-unquote movie. Then they introduce, before you know it, a woman and a woman are kissing themselves. 
And initially, you're like, oh, what's that? You know? But you watch 10 of those, or a man or a man. Pardon me? What's Empire? Oh, is it a movie? It's a series. Okay. Empire. You know? And honestly, I mean, this is not an anti-TV thing. It's not go and throw away your TV and, you know, and all that. No, 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 no. You have to be wise because before you know it, the suggestions enters into your subconscious. By the time you watch the 11th scene of same-sex relationships subtly winding through the whole movie, after a while you stop being, it stops offending, it stops offending you. Then after a while, they're like, well, just leave the people, let them live their life. Nobody says you should kill them. But my point is, the, the, the seed in God, of God in you that rang the bell initially becomes compromised. No, personally, this is my personal, what have you. There are certain things, once I see them in movies, I shut the movie down. No negotiation. Why? Because I am not that strong. Do you understand? Uh, I'm not that strong. <laughs> and I know you guys, you are, some of you are stronger than me. I understand that. My wife and I have gone to watch a movie before, and we walked out on the move on the. We just got about and left. Why? Because my destiny depends on the integrity of God's word that I keep and I know. Anything that will dilute it is my responsibility. The word they say is enough for the, for the wise. <clears throat> Question number five. Read Genesis 3, 5, and 6. Genesis 3, 5, and 6 says, God knows that your eyes will be opened as soon as you eat it, and you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. The woman was convinced. She saw that the tree was beautiful and its fruits were delicious. And she wanted the wisdom it would give her. Loss of the eyes, loss of the flesh, pride of life. So she took some of the fruit and ate it. Then she gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it also. Question. Eve's next Two mistakes weren't oral, but visual. What are they? The visual mistakes. There's another one there. One or two other mistakes there. They're not visual. Not those ones. The visual mistakes. What are they? Like I said, this last one, I've made it more cerebral. You have to think about these questions, you know? So I'm going to give you some time to think. What are they? <clears throat> Maybe you want to. Yes, sir. The lust of the eyes 
saw that the fruit was delicious. Exactly. She was looking at the tree and how awesome the tree was. How awesome. How beautiful. How awesome. How awesome. How awesome. You see, it's a huge mistake. When something is not for you, when something you are not supposed to take, but you keep looking, and you keep looking, and you keep looking, and you keep looking, the function of time, you are going to reach out and take it. The second is that, let me just say, she looks at herself. She looks, the Bible says that she looked at, at herself, that this thing will make me wise. She looked at her, she, at herself and she saw what she was lacking, quote unquote. God made her perfect, as in complete, but she saw a deficiency. She, she felt, oh, I need something else to eat, to become wise. Every time, every time, we look at ourselves and we play down on God's gift in, on our lives and we think that we need something else or somebody else to make us complete, we are setting ourselves up for trouble. You need to realize that you are complete in him who is the head of all principalities and, and powers. You are. Glory be to God. Yes, you are. So, every thought that's saying, oh, you need to do this, you need to do that, oh, you need plastic surgery just to remove what, the cheekbone is too much, it's just, you know, and just put some, remove some fat here and put it on your teeth. Asking for trouble. So she wanted, page two, she wanted her eyes to be opened so that she could see everything for herself. You fill in the blank there. For herself. Instead of seeing life through God's eyes. She, God is giving her the opportunity to walk with him and see life and interact with life through his eyes, but she insisted that she must see life by herself. Many times, God says to us, walk with me, see life through my eyes, tackle things through my power, relate with people through my love. But many times, we, we want to do things our own way, our own way. Years ago, I was um, with a friend, and we had a mutual friend who was, like, she was closer to my friend than, than, than to me. So we were walking, we were, I think, outside of the country, and we were talking. And this girl, she knows God. She's saved. I mean, she's, these people were saved. In, when you lived together, they were saved from year one. They were fellowship presidents. I got saved in year four, year three, year four, you know. So I used to, like, look up to these people, like, this people, when they pray, I mean, I'm like, wow, one day, Sha. <laughs> Trust it. In retrospect, it's amazing how these things are. So we were going, and, and she was like, oh, a sister upset her this morning, and she was so angry, and, she's, and when she was getting angry, that the Holy Ghost was telling her to calm down and not to, you know, 
be offended and, you know, try to pacify her. And she was telling us, my friend and I, that she just told the Holy Ghost to stay in one corner. That she just faced her sister and dealt with... I was afraid. I wanted to run away. <laughs> I was like, God must not catch me in this kind of conversation. If rapture comes down, only God knows what will happen. <laughs> As in, I really wanted to run away. So she said she finished dealing with her sister. Then she said, hey, Holy Ghost. I'm like, God, listen, God is not your house boy. You can't. She, she obviously doesn't know God. There's a way you relate with God that you become too familiar that God has moved away you don't even know. God is God by himself. And he's the one that is Lord, not you. So when she says, she says, she put the Holy Ghost in one corner, and she, I was like, it's like Eve. I want to tackle this myself, my way. You know, someone said to me, Pastor, should we go God's way, or should we go unorthodox? And I said, oh God, what does, I the, the guy said to me, Pastor, I want to assure you, you don't need to know anything about it. I will deal with this man for you. I, I said, oh God, me, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> I don't, how can you want to deal with somebody for me in an orthodox way? I said, don't, don't deal with it. I forgive him. There's some people, they want to fight your bastards. They feel God is too slow. How can he talk to you like that? Let me handle him. I said, no, no, don't handle him. I forgive him. And many times, we, 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 we want to just do our own thing. Now, that was Eve's challenge. And the enemy sells us a lie. Question number six. So, Eve ate the forbidden fruit. Now, the question is, what might you have said to her just before the first bite? Eve is about to bite you. You just appear there. Boom. What would you say to Eve? Anybody? Anybody? Let me see your hand. What would you say to Mama Eve? Praise the Lord. I'll snatch it from her. You what? I'll snatch the apple. You will snatch. Her, you won't say anything. You collect the fruit. Because I know the I know the implication. <laughs> okay. Well, I didn't think of that. I I just thought. I mean, um, to be civil. What else? <laughs> yeah. Don't do it. It's not worth it. Don't do it. It's not worth it. She said, how, "How do you know?" I'm you many years later. I'm you many years later. Okay. Fantastic. I like that. Yeah. What would you say to Eve? Um, you're on your own on this. If you, if you want to do it, just. <laughs> you're on your own. Well, has it not affected you? Yes, sir. What would you say to Eve? Leave me alone. Eat alone. Good evening. Pardon? I will remember God's uh, word that thou shalt not eat from this. And the day you eat from it, you're on your own. Okay. Okay, fine. So we've had several responses. So bottom line, the, the, all these responses, we should think about it. When we are about to eat the fruit. Because it's easy to look at Eve and be giving her suggestions and be snatching the fruit from her hand and be saying, if you eat it, you are your own. And be quoting scriptures to her when you want to eat your own fruit. Remember all these things that have been said. 
you start in the your your own, you will surely die. You do everything. Just, <laughs> just remember. Next question. Now, assuming you were slow to react and she has eaten it, what might you have said to Eve after she has eaten it? Okay, let's, let's have the lady in yellow, orange. I mean, is that orange? Yeah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. What I can tell her is to repent. To ask for forgiveness. Okay, thank you. Yes, sir. I, I'm intentionally calling people that have not spoken. Um, it's not that I'm ignoring you if you have spoken. I just want to give other people an opportunity and we may get back to you. Yeah. Okay, I was, I'm going to tell her, then, 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 You open your mouth. She <laughs> told you not to eat it. <laughs> You see all these different responses. Anybody else? What would you do? Eve has eaten it. What would you do? What would you say? Uh, okay, fine. Let's, let's have you. And that you've gotten what you want. You want what you got. Uh, now that you've gotten what you want, now do you want what you have gotten? Okay. Okay, fine. Um, okay, one more person has not spoken. Yeah, let's give her the mic. You, there are a lot of other questions. Praise God. Yeah. If truly you know the disadvantage and you've seen what the repercussion of what she had done oh. is, I would just tell her to pray for God's mercy oh. right away. Right. 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 Okay. Now, interestingly, if and her husband Adam, they were chased out of the garden by God. Sin always have as consequences. Always. Now, Adam and Eve, they lived at a time where there was, no, there was no law, as it were. So when you say the law, Jesus came, they were, they were the epitome of, of the ideal Life in relationship with God. They didn't need a mediator. They, 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 they had fellowship with God. Now, when they sinned, for them to have fellowship with God is grace. Because there was nothing they could do to earn it. When they sinned, God, God covered them with an apron of better than fig leaves. That was grace. But God still sent them out of the garden. That was justice. I mean, Sometimes we think that grace means no consequences to unlimited sin. No. There is always consequences to sin. Praise the name of the Lord. If Eve had repented, could, could something have changed? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe God will have had mercy. Maybe. But... Instead of them to repent, they were blaming. We're going to get to that. James chapter 5, verse 16 says, Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. 
The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. Eve did not confess her sin to her husband. Instead, she offered Adam a taste and sinned again. That was a sin by itself. Why do we try to drag others into our mess? Have you noticed? Has anyone attempted to eave you into a sin? How did that go? Or have you led somebody astray by your actions? Have you made somebody backslide by your actions? Say, Pastor, you really want us to confess that openly? Well, maybe you want to think about it. But if you want to share it, it will, it will be fine too. But has anybody tried to eave you? If Eve had confessed, what would have happened? I think God, may have, God would have forgiven, maybe. But they didn't confess. So what did God do? God put a plan in place. So that when confession can happen, the lamb that was slain, his blood will have paid the price for their sins. Why? Because the soul that sins must die. So Jesus came and took that place. So that when we confess our sins, we can have access to grace. Wonderful. So, I mean, I think that's fantastic. So has anybody tried to heave you? Okay, yes, please. But okay. back, back then in school, I had two friends, and uh, one was not really safe. And uh, during our final, she knows I'm not a clopper. All my flatmates, clubs, and all that. And one day she said in our final, she said, Joy, this year before we graduate, we must go to club. And I said, and you know, that's not going to happen. If my flatmate will celebrate her birthday in a club and I refuse to go, I don't know the kind of person you are that will, you know, make me go to club. And she insisted. I told her I was not going to go. And she left the room. By the time she came back, she said, Joy, I, 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 that I, I, I would have listened to your advice, not going to the club, that it was all over a mess. She came back smelling of cigarettes and all that, and she regretted going to that club. But to the glory of God, before she, we graduated, I was able to win her to Christ. Amen. And to the glory of God, now she can pray, she can go to church without anybody Amen. reminding her to do that. Praise Amen. God. Praise the name of the Lord. I think that deserves a bigger, you know, clap. So, you know, she tried to but you, Chris Tender. <laughs> All right. But, but the question is, why do we try to drag people into our own mess? Why do we try to drag, as human beings, why, you are in trouble already. Why are you looking for partners? Okay. There's a hand here, and there's a hand at the back. You need to tell me their hands at the corners. I can't see them. And there's a hand there, yeah, okay. Popular saying that goes, uh, misery loves company. Misery loves company, yeah. So people who, are, who find themselves in this situation, they don't want to suffer the consequence on their own, so they try and drag other people into it so that at least they can. We, we did it together. Uh -huh. there's, there's a group effect. Right. Praise God. Hallelujah. Okay, you're going to say the same thing. Okay, 
Yeah, so we, we, we try to, so that's why in, in this life, you have to think for yourself. You have to think for yourself. You have to think for yourself. There are people, the only reason they are talking you and try to make you do stuff is not so much because they love you. It's because they want company in their mess. That, that's all. Question number nine. Isaiah 29, 15 and Psalm 69, verse 5. Isaiah 29, 15 says, What sorrow awaits those who try to hide their plans from the Lord? <laughs> who do their evil deeds in the dark? The Lord can see us, they say. He doesn't know what we are doing. Really? Really? Psalm 69, verse 5. Oh God, you know how foolish I am. <laughs> My sins cannot be hidden from you. Unfortunately, we, there's, there's something in us that think that if nobody knows, then maybe it's okay, or maybe God knows, or maybe, you know, we just block our minds. So, what do these verses tell us about trying to hide our sins? No, what, tell us? what do, do these verses tell us about trying to hide our sins? Okay. Um, okay, Ma. Yeah. Praise the Lord. You saw what the, um, David said there in that book of Psalms. said, how foolish I am. Mm. My sins can not be hidden from you, there is no amount of sin that we sin that we think God will not see us. You like sin under the ocean? Go under the nowhere. There is nowhere. So this place is telling us that sorrows await those people who try to hide their sins from God. So we need not to hide our sins from God. Uh. Come to him. Uh. Tell God exactly uh what you have done. He sees everything, anyway. but yet he still wants you to confess it right. with your mouth. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. He sees everything. He wants you to come. He wants you to come and confess and repent. Why? Because he wants the best for you. Because he that covers the sins, you know how it goes, does not prosper. For he that confesses and forsakes will have, will have mercy. Okay, question number 10. Eve's final mistake was one we are all prone to making. We don't all make it, but we are all prone to making it. We probably have made it sometime in our lives, if we are not even prone at the moment. Putting the blame on someone else. Verse 13 says, Then the Lord God asked the woman, What have you done? The serpent deceived me, she replied. That's why I ate it. Now, now excuse me. Is that, is that an excuse? Really not. So, who did Eve say was responsible? Chorus answer. 
the serpent. Was she correct? Some people say yes, some people say no. Was she correct? Was it not the serpent that told her to eat it? Okay, so how many people think um, she was not correct? That how many people think she was not correct? Let me see your hands up. Everybody must put up their hands. This question, no. Good. Let's put that here. So, how many people think she was correct? Let me see your hands up. Okay. Now, for those of you that think she was correct, does any of you want to share why you think she was correct? Okay. Yeah. Good evening, sir. Good evening. Um, I think we are all responsible for our actions. That's just life. You're, you're responsible for your actions. And so she was not correct. So she was not correct. Okay. So if she, if she, she ate the fruit, yes, he could have suggested to her. Right. But the, the choice ultimately okay, was Okay, so but some hers. people thought she was correct. Um, let's, okay, yes, sir. There's a hand right there in the middle. I think if the supper wasn't there, she wouldn't have eaten it. So she was correct. <laughs> Okay, if the serpent wasn't there, she wouldn't have eaten it, so she was correct. Who put the serpent there? It was God, right? Who put the fruit there? So it was God. So whose fault is it? It's God's fault. I think that um, while there's, I mean, obviously, that was how Eve thought. I think that that wouldn't old water because God knew the serpent was there. God knew the fruit was there. God wanted them to obey him in spite of the fact that the serpent was there. So God wanted them to regard him higher than any temptation they can have or anything the serpent can bring their way. So which brings us back to our topic sentence which is Trusting God as our greatest safety is in trusting God, whether we understand it or not. Do you understand? So, it's, 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 it's actually a test. So, it's like, it's like saying, why did this child fail the exam? He sat for common entrance or, uh, or, and he failed. Why did he fail? And you're saying, he failed because there was, like, there was an exam. There, was a, there were questions. If there was no questions, it would not fail. The serpent's job is to test. And our job is to pass. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. The enemy's job is to, is, to, is to try us. And our job is to prevail. Because we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. So we cannot say that the exam was too hard. That was why we failed. No, 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 no. We are designed to pass the exam. Do I get an amen? Okay. Question number 11. Why do we play the blame game? I think, I think I talked about that already. I just couldn't help myself. You know? Husband slaps wife. Blames her for talking too much. Wife 
slaps us back. Blames him for being too slow. I'm telling you, I'm not making them up. I'm telling you real life story. There's a, there's a case of a man that was, his wife was beating him. <laughs> you've, I mean, uh, you, you've, heard, you've heard me share it before, right? Yeah. Serious beating. <laughs> and guess what? She was blaming him. Pastor, he is too slow. He's too laid back. He won't, I mean, this man, if you know what this man has, I'm, I'm, I'm suffering in this house. Why do we blame other people? A lady has said to me before, she, 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 she wore dark glasses, dark glasses to my, to my office. She had been beaten by the guy, black and blue. I called the guy and he came and I was like, why would you do this? And I was, I mean, chewing the guy. You know what the, the girl said, said to me? Hey, Pastor, it's, it's, it's okay. It's not his fault. He was abused as a child. His daddy used to beat him. You are becoming too hard on him, Pastor. I just brought him here so you just warned him small. Now you are... You are <laughs> she didn't say that, she didn't say that. I'm, I'm, I'm interpreting, I'm interpreting it. Now you want to, you want to. I said, sorry, don't be angry. Be going with your wall. <laughs> Both of you. <laughs> why? I mean, why do we find excuse for things that are not excusable? Commit adultery, you blame your spouse. Why? You have nobody to blame. Own up. Take responsibility. I did it. And I am sorry. And I will ask for help. And God will help me. Do I get an amen? We should make up our minds not to blame anything for our challenges. Don't blame anything. Don't blame anyone. Don't blame. Don't blame the. I mean, you can't. You see, listen, listen to me carefully. You are designed to prosper. Oh, you didn't hear me. You are designed to prosper. And don't blame the economy. Blame the economy. Don't say it's because the, the dollar is now 300. That is. Your pastor should say some things. But that is crap. You will prosper. In the name of Jesus. You see, when you give excuses, it, it cripples you. It makes you lame. You can't blame. If you blame, you'll be lame. So don't blame. Praise the name of the Lord. Final question. What is the most important lesson you have learned 
from the story of the girl in the garden, Eve, the mother of all the bad babes. What is the most important lesson you've learned? Okay, the hand there, there's a hand there. Let's have those. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I've learned that um, the serpent's job is to tempt. Huh. And it is my job to place God above all else. To Amen. place him in the highest place and honor him. Amen. In face of all my temptations. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Okay. What Praise have God. you? Yes, Praise sir. Praise God. Uh, I learned that you can't eat your cake and have it. You can't eat your cake and have, and have it. And uh, while we are still at Keep the, the venue of that temptation or whatever, we should be quick to ask ourselves a question, which is what I said earlier. If you get what you want, will you want what you get? Years ago, I was faced with this temptation. I fell flat. And today, but thank God for Jesus. Amen. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> you cannot eat your cake and have it. There's a subtle lie that, you know, is in the church today that tells us that you can eat, actually eat your cake and have it. It's a lie, oh. Praise the name of the Lord. You can't eat your cake and have it. What you have is the power not to eat the cake so that you can have it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay, I've learned that um, godliness with contentment is great gain. So you can't have it all um, at the same time. You should be anxious of nothing. Right. Okay, because when you get anxious, you find out that you, you want to, you may become desperate. And at the end of the day, you may right. fall into temptation. Right. And also, I've also learned that I need to guard my thoughts, what I think about, my words, and my actions. And I shouldn't just be in as much as it's good to be friendly. I shouldn't be open to just everybody and anybody because right. there are some people that can toast you, as in talk to you, and by the time you know what is happening, yeah, you're, you're, already, <laughs> you're already into it. Right. And also, you should be sensitive enough to ask the Holy Spirit. You know, before you want to do anything, you can ask um, a mentor, uh, someone that knows more than you, right. the Bible, and... Right. You learnt many things, though. <laughs> All today. Okay, ma. There's a hand there. Oh. Praise the Lord. I, was there a hand before? Okay. Then that you must keep instruction. Right. Whenever you are asked, don't do this or don't touch, you don't touch. Right. If Eve was not so stupid to go and reveal secrets to serpent, right. how can serpent know that she was told not to touch or exactly. eat that. Exactly. She should if, keep... If the serpent asked a general question. Yes, if you notice, yes, yes. You yes. know, you know because she revealed the secret. The, the, the serpent knows God. He knows that, listen, to walk with God, let me tell you something about walking with God. To walk with God, there are things that will be out of bounds. It's, it's part of the covenant. It's, you see, there's, there will be a man part and a God part. So you have your responsibilities. Eve knows, uh, sorry, the serpent knows that. He doesn't know what it is. For instance, there's a covenant between me and God. I can't cross it. The devil doesn't know. If he knows, he can now come after it. That's what, that's what you're saying. That's perfect. And let's, more let's, let's clap for that. That's, okay. that's fantastic. Thank you, ma. Um, 
Okay, let's hand. Yeah, give, 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 the, give the mic. Then give her the mic. Yeah, whoever has the mic first can go. Yes. Um, I think uh, the lesson I learned from it is Good to primarily... see you in tribe, Femi, by the way. Sorry? Good to see you in tribe. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> what I learned was uh, that one should be mindful of uh, one's arrogance. Mm. Uh, because what the, de- what the serpent tapped into mm. in this line of questioning was Eve's arrogance. Right. Uh, she was trying to come off like, I am second in command, mm. you know, I can eat anything, anything. I can yeah. do what I want. And even the, dev- the serpent never actually told her to eat from the tree. He, he said, it will not, you will not die. That's what he told her. And making her doubt what God had said. Right. And in her arrogance, she did it. Right. Secondly, when she got Adam to eat it, it was also some form of arrogance in the sense that if two of us have done it, then the punishment may not be as... Uh, what, what can God do without what can us? God do with, exactly. We are the only human beings that he has. My point exactly. So it, it makes one mindful of one's border between pride and arrogance. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that. You know, you know, sometimes if we, know, if we knew God, God doesn't need us. So, they were the only two human beings. I mean, if they went bad, it was like God didn't have a choice anymore. He had to just live with them. But God is, was too righteous. He had to deal with sin. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yes, Eve met Adam in the garden. You know, so there, was, there must have been a purpose why Adam came first. Right. She should have learnt under him right. how things are done, right. you know, in the garden. Right. You know, I think sometimes, you know, even when we women think we know so much, we oh. just put ourselves in front. Right. We expose ourselves and right. put our families in danger. In danger, you know, absolutely. We have a man. You know, Absolutely. Allow him to be the man. Allow I think, him. Yes, to be the I man. think he would have been. Can we get an amen to that? You know, so we don't have to talk too much. We know a lot. Uh, uh, we don't have to talk too much. Let him be in front. Right. He will protect the family. Amen. He, he will be able to amen. tell the enemy, look, amen. this is what God said. You understand? And I think men are more logical. He would Absolutely. have been able to handle it better. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> because. The, the serpent saw the man there. Why did he go and meet the man? Eh? Why? So, woman, can you hear? Let the man be the man. Okay, thank you, Nina. Ah, there's so many hands. Okay, being the last series, so let's just be flexible. The last part of the series, the last topic in the series. Let's try to take as many as we can. Yes. Just go straight and shoot, yeah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yeah, women. Now, wow. The truth there is this, Pastor. I'm a man. What I learned from here is this. Because I'm a husband to my wife, and right. we become one flesh, one body, one word, she can't just tell me, take some decisions and say, this is it. And I just go ahead and follow her. Exactly. So that is exactly what I learned. I have to take my own decision. I don't have to be like Adam in this place. <laughs> Thank you. I, no, not many people clap for that. <laughs> Adam would have, if Adam had done that, that would have saved us. Yes. Thank you a lot. Hallelujah. 
for me, I actually learned not to not to give excuses in everything you do. Right. And don't blame people for what they do. Right. Okay. Oh. Thank you very much. Okay, so we take that. There was was there an hand here? There's an hand here. Um, okay, and there's some hands here. Okay, let's go. Shoot. Let's go straight to the point. Yeah. What I learned from it is don't love people too much. Don't respect people too much. Don't fall in love too much. The word, the word that live, that make Abraham to eat the fruit is. Oh, don't he, love people too much. He fall in love too much, oh. so that he forgot the rule. Love what it is. Okay, so that's what you have learned. You love with one eye, and you open the other eye. Okay, fine. <clears throat> I mean, there's some, there's some value in that, too. Um, I, I learned, yes, yes. I learned that God is merciful because right. he would have destroyed Adam and Eve and right. created a new set right. of Adam and Eve. So he chastises who he loves Amen. and he sent them away. Sent That's them what away. I learned. Amen. Awesome, awesome, awesome. That is awesome. Because he could have killed them and created another Adam and Eve. But God doesn't abandon projects. He doesn't. Okay. So we'll take one. Give her the mic. One, two, three, four, and five. Praise God. And six. We are done. Hallelujah. Yeah. Praise God. Hallelujah. I also learned um, God gave them the instruction not to eat the fruit. And um, when this discussion came up, Eve did not honor God. So I learned that in every temptation in our, uh, in our work with God, if honoring God is uppermost, Absolutely. we will not enter trouble. Amen. Praise God. If honoring God is uppermost, you will not get into trouble. You will be faced with all sorts of temptation at the end of the day. You need to just ask, will this honor God? Will this, you know? Like I gave the example of washing, not washing my plates and going to hide them. I learned that you really cannot hide things. You really cannot. So it's better you, if you mess up, you fess up. And God will forgive you. Um, yeah, two. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You just said what I wanted to say. Oh. I learned that I cannot hide my sins from God. So when Amen. I sin, rather than try to hide it, I should just confess to him. And Amen. even though there will be repercussions, right. but he is mercy. He is merciful. You could, you could do like David. You know, I know that there's mercy with God. You know, God gave him three options. Natural disaster, fall into the hands of your enemy, or let God deal with you. I mean, and David said, let, let me fall into the hands of God. Why? Because there's mercy with God. When he's punishing you and he's seeing you, he's, he's still merciful, you know? And we should never forget that. That's the father we have. Yeah, number three. For me, I don't need to understand what God is saying or oh. why he's saying it before oh. I obey. 
Amen. <laughs> I don't need to understand fully. I don't, I mean, honestly, I mean, as, as smart as we are, as human beings, and by the grace of God, you know, some of us went to school, you know, I've learned in my work with God, there are certain things I, I don't know. If God doesn't explain it, I'm okay with it. You know, I'm not angry. I'm not, I'm just, I'm fine. If that is what he's saying, it's fine. And that will help you. Yeah. Personally, what I learned from Eve's story was that when God gave that instruction, that of all the fruits in the garden, they will eat, they may eat. Right. For that particular one, they shouldn't touch it. Right. The day they touch it, they will positively die. Right. For me, Eve was not contented with what she has. So, mm. in my case, I should be contented with what I have mm. instead of going beyond. Contentment. Absolutely. They could eat everything. And also in that garden was the tree of life. If they had eaten the tree of life, they would never have died. So, the content, there's much more that, than God is giving you that you think you don't have. Thank you. Number, there's a five before there's a six. Yeah, five. Praise the Lord. Um, it's actually in verse 6. I don't really know how to take this, but the Bible makes, us, makes it clear to us that it wasn't until after Eve ate the apple, or it, uh, Eve ate the fruit, the Bible says it was after her husband ate, Adam ate, then both their eyes well, were opened. So to my mind, that's saying that it was like a kind of a window of opportunity, even though she had eaten, right. the consequences had not yet Kicked in. Kicked in. Because the man had not eaten. Because the man had not eaten. So, uh, I don't think, I'm not talking about the women now, but even for me as a man, I do know that there are, there are lines of authority where right. as, as long as I'm still accountable right. and I make myself accountable to that line of authority, right. there is still a lot of room for, for mercy. Absolutely. I hope we got that. Because that is good stuff right there. Okay, number six. Yeah. Um, I've learned that um, when God has um, sent us, or uh, he has given us an instruction, he who has given us that instruction has given us the grace. And um, if we are able to see, we don't look at ourselves and we see God. You know, we see ourselves through the eyes of God, then we don't make mistakes. When we when we don't see ourselves through the eyes of God, then the um, implication will be disastrous. And it reminds me of um, when Caleb and the spies were sent to the promised land. And right. they said that we looked at ourselves and we, and we, looked, we, we seemed like we were grasshoppers. If they had known that it was Jehovah the man of war, if they had realized that it was Jehovah the man of war, they actually sent them to go and, you know, spy on that land, and they wouldn't have seen themselves as um, grasshoppers. And that cost Israel an extra 40 years, you know, going, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Um, so, there we draw the curtain to the biblical bad babes. <laughs> and our commitments section is 
Father, I thank you for loving me. We're going to write it there. Today, I commit to trust you even when I don't understand. It's on the screen. Father, I thank you for loving me. Today, I commit to trust you even when I don't understand. Let's bow our hearts as we bow our heads as we talk to God. Let's, let's come clean before God. You know, we've come through a journey, I mean, a, a very interesting journey. This whole 12 series, it's a 12 part series, is totally revealing and, and enabling and empowering. I don't know, there may be people here that you need to come clean with God. There's no need to hide from God. I can't cover my sins. He sees me anyway. He's, my, he's God. He sees everything. So this is an opportunity to just face up if you've messed up. And just say, Lord, I own up. Help me. Help me. Help me, Lord. And there may be people here, you have never come to Christ. You've never accepted Jesus as the Lord of your life. Or you used to be born again and you are, you are backsliding, you are way away from God. And you are like, God, I am running, I've been running, I've been hiding, I've been sowing fig leaves to cover. But now I see my wrong. Pastor, can you pray with me that the blood of Jesus will cover me and cleanse me and make me new? Can you pray with me? I want to come to Christ today. I want to come back to God. From the backsliding state, yes, I want to pray with you wherever you are seated. You don't need to come forward. I just need to know you are there and I'll pray with you. The privacy of your seat. That is me. Put up your hand now and I'll pray with you. God bless you. Now put up your hand, put up your hand well. If you are online, the structures are scrolling. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
because we've experienced your word today. We've, we've heard your word. We've shared your word. Lord, we pray that the book of remembrance be opened concerning us. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we pray that these words that we have heard will only propel us forward into our destinies in you, O God of heaven. The grace to be doers given to us. Honor and glory we give unto you. In Jesus' mighty name we are prayed. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Thank you for listening to this. I want to encourage you to share this resource with your family and friends. God bless you. Oh.